You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Ben Kinney uh, from actually is the publisher of Business North Carolina, South Park Magazine, the North Carolina Tribune, and has an amazing background. Also is a podcast host who has done over 200 episodes. So he's a pro. Uh, So we don't have to to have a a podcast virgin on here. This guy is the legit. So let's talk a little bit about his background and and really business uh, North Carolina. Now, North Carolina has come a long way since it earned an economic reputation based on tobacco, furniture, textiles. Now, agriculture and manufacturing still play a big role, but they really share the spotlight with aerospace, finance, energy, banking, biotech, and more, and really a statewide economy that is is far more uh, diverse than it was you know, just 10, 20 years ago. Now, Business North Carolina Magazine has been following the news, the trends, the ups and downs, and the names and the faces that have shaped the state's economy since 1981. Ben has served as a publisher for over 20 years. Uh, he's seen many of these changes firsthand along with changes in news business itself. I'm so excited to talk to you. I don't even know how you even have a, a, a personal life if you're going to be a publisher for all of these and a podcast host, uh, but that's why you're on the podcast right now. Yeah. Um, so Ben, thank you so much and welcome to this episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast. Well, thanks, man. It's great to be here with you guys and talk a little bit about North Carolina, what a cool place it is to be and uh, talk about the media industry, which is changing daily you know, <laughs> right hourly hourly yeah, <laughs> man, exactly we walk out of this thing it'll be totally different yeah. <laughs> but um yeah man it's uh it's it's been a good run and um it's been fun to be able to report on kind of the people the places and businesses that make up our state's economy because it's very diverse it is uh which is one of the reasons we're so successful it, because you know we it's not just one industry that we rely on it's many different ones and North Carolina over the years has learned it the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and it's been in the area where we're at, Charlotte. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting because you know banking still is, but was really a big big you know industry. And then what uh, the Great Recession 10, 15 years ago, you know we got punched in the mouth, and that you know got kind of humbled in many ways because of that. And so we found a bunch of different uh, industries to kind of make up for that one major one that was taking a hit. And that's kind of the story of North Carolina in terms of business in its entire history is, you know, one big business or big industry kind of fails. Another one comes up to take its place or many other ones come up to take its place. And now we're in really sitting in a good spot. And you're a history major. So this is, I mean, this is perfect, yeah. right? Like you went to school for this. Yeah. So I went to NC State, uh, Wolfpack yeah, alum. Uh, was, I'm a big fan of uh, the Wolfpack. And um, so I was going to be a history teacher. And come, I come from a family of history teachers. My mom uh, was one. My sister still is a, uh, is a is a teacher, elementary school. And uh, so I thought that's what I wanted to do. And so I did one semester of student teaching and had to get up at like 530 in the morning, <laughs> drive from Raleigh to Durham. And uh, I was like, you know, I just don't think this is for me. But I enjoyed selling. And so I went to work at the uh, News and Observer, which was the big newspaper in Raleigh at the time. And this was the early 90s, so it was a very different time in newspapers. They were booming, you know. Uh, the Internet was just starting out, and the biggest uh, thing uh, that they were 
really touting was classified advertising. Do you guys remember what that was? Oh, yeah. Classified oh, sure. advertising. I used to take the news and observe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the funny thing about it was on your Sunday, half your newspaper be the news, and the other half was just fat full of, like, automobile ads. Craigslist. Furniture. It was the print Craigslist. Right. And they And newspapers were just minting money. You know, um, so I kind of got a gig kind of selling, you know, getting on the phone and selling classified advertising, you know, my first job out of school. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And I was, I was pretty good at it and kind of rose through the ranks to becoming like uh, sales, a top, uh, I don't want to say top salesperson, but a good salesperson for uh, just advertising it at the paper. Uh, after that, uh, my dad who was a publisher of Business North Carolina here during that entire time. It was actually owned by the same company as the News and Observer. And um, an opening came up for me to go uh, to work for him. He said, you know, why don't you come work for me? I said, ah, there's no way I'm coming back to Charlotte, uh, you know, to work for I was in Raleigh at the time, of course. And um, <laughs> I said, well, he said, well, this, this job is a sales position in the triangle. And I said, well, that sounds pretty good. I can keep, you know, arm's distance away from you and, <laughs> you know, and, and then we'll basically, uh, we might can, work we do that. Might work yeah. out, right? And I also uh, met my wife at the uh, NNO and she was in classified advertising too. So we met there and got married and we had a nice little house in Five Points in uh, Raleigh, which is a nice, no, was, exactly was an up and coming neighborhood. Now it's a really nice That's, neighborhood. Yep. Um, but, uh, it just stayed there for a while and, uh, when in, uh, kind of a tragedy happened, Nine Eleven hit. Um, my dad's uh, uh, controller, uh, she was the general manager and controller, uh, CPA, knew everything financially that was going on in, uh, in the company, but just had a real good head about it and kind of ran the whole thing. Uh, she and her husband, who was the Bank of America exec, died in a plane crash. He had a, he had a, a small Cessna, and it crashed when they were coming back from a trip. Christmas, as a matter of fact, right around this time, mm. Uh, in 2001, and uh, my dad called me up and said, you know, Laura was her name, and she died in a plane crash, and we, we don't know what to do. Payroll went and done. Um, we don't have any budget for next, excuse me, we have any budget for next year. We're trying to figure out, you know, how to, what to do. Uh, talk to the board. They want you to come down and take over as general manager. Oh. And I was like, I'm a salesperson. <laughs> I don't know what a balance sheet looks like. Mm-hmm. Payroll, give me a break. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So we had to go down and uh, change everything. And then, you know, the economy was kind of taking a little bit of a downturn and stuff like that. So I had to go and I became boss of my boss, who was a sales manager. And it was just a really weird, awkward situation where I was really thrown into the fire. And essentially, what I had to go do was move. And my wife at the time was pregnant with our first child. I had to go move down to uh, uh, Charlotte. Every week, I drove down and stayed with my parents. In their house, mm-hmm. 31-year-old 30, man living at home with my parents. And as it turned out, my sister, 28-year-old woman, was living at home oh. with our parents. <laughs> and my mom and my... Uh, so you started this. You started I, the listen, kids coming back home. Listen, it's a nightmare, man. <laughs> nightmare. You live under my roof. Yeah, it's my, my rules, rules, son. Oh, my gosh. I don't care how old you and are. The, the funny thing is, is that my sister was teaching at the same high school that my mom was. Oh, my God. And I was working with my dad. My, I, did you guys go to work together? We drove together. <laughs> there you go. And so it got, it was really uncomfortable. And this is kind of a family business thing, is that I've never worked with my dad just one-on-one with him. And he was, he's an old school newspaper dude. He's, a, he's old, he's old hippie. 
But he um, he basically was that kind of Woodward and Bernstein news kind of mm-hmm. deal. And Business North Carolina's philosophy was and still is to a degree is we report on business. We don't – we're not rah-rah, you know, great state. You know, it is, but we don't – if someone's doing something wrong at a company, no matter how big, we're going to do it. And we have a history of really kind of reporting mm-hmm. – the facts, and we've I've gotten I've gotten some people coming to me that have been pretty powerful folks saying we're going to run you out of business because we don't like what you wrote about our our, our company, it's a friend of mine or something like that. And I was like, well, first and foremost, was it untrue? Truth like, hurts, right? And they're exactly. like, well, no, no, no. But you need to say no, no. Well, excuse me, was it untrue? Well, that we're we're going to report it then mm-hmm. if it's out there, you know. And so that we that for for that many years we've had respect for that standpoint. So. Long, long, long story, and I apologize for that. Short. No, no, we appreciate it. Is that um, I basically uh, I became publisher, a general manager, then the publisher. Uh, my dad retired from Business North Carolina in uh, 2015. The company uh, we actually ended up buying the company um, during that period of time. We sold it again uh, to the same comp- the same people that own the News and Observer again. So we keep going back and forth in this crazy <laughs> such. So my boss, uh, uh, David Warnoff, and, and his uh, a group of investors, they run um, the Pilot, which is a small newspaper in Southern Pines, mm-hmm. um, community newspaper in Southern Pines, uh, North Carolina. They also um, own a couple of other uh, arts and culture publications, Walter Magazine in Raleigh, O'Henry Magazine in Greensboro, another one called Pine Straw in Southern Pines, um, and... Uh, another one that I'm publisher of, which is South Park Magazine here in Charlotte. So if you're in Charlotte, you probably see it everywhere mm-hmm. uh, in the area. Yeah, well. we, we do. I actually received that magazine. Yeah, we great. just had Adam Rue in from South Park I Partners. I saw him. <laughs> exactly. Do a <laughs> probably, lot of work with Probably Adam know him and, and share some stories. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's and really cool. Well, that is cool. Wasn't um, your wedding in South Park Magazine or something? No, oh, I thought it was. Uh, we do weddings, no. believe it or not. Somebody's yeah. was. Oh yeah, we got. Um, yeah. We, yeah, exactly. It's nice. It's it's funny because it's so different than business North Carolina. It's very upscale, you know, luxury living kind of stuff. It's a really classy magazine and such. And there's lots of times when I'm sitting there reading through it and I go, I, Why am I publisher of this thing? Because I'm not classy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know I, I'd, li- I'd like to do like a professional wrestling magazine or something like that. Every time I kind of throw it, but I did grow up in Charlotte, right? So it's it's funny, but, and I don't know if you guys know, this is an aside, is that, you know, Charlotte back in the day was a huge mecca for professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm always kind of like, hey, you know what we should do in South Park? We should do something about the history of professional wrestling. So maybe we can get, you know, like Magnum TA and, you know, you know Dusty Rhodes Sons or something like Rick that. Flair. Rick Flair. I yeah. see him all over South he, Park. He used yeah. to be all over yeah, the place he, he back did. then. And this group looks at me like I am crazy. <laughs> There's no way in hell we are going to do that. We need, you know, we got to do something. About, you know, here's here's the latest fashion designer, and you know, this is a great, you know, influencer and such. I'm like, yeah, but if only we could have the history of Dusty Roads in North Carolina. I think it's going to happen. Right. Yeah, it's about a doubt. I'm sorry to hear about the the plane crash yeah, and all of that. I'm I'm really curious though how that we we talk about this all the time just in our little small businesses. Adversity creates opportunity, right? So right. that was a very probably a low point uh, in all you all's lives. Um, you were thrown to the fire, so to speak. What lessons did you learn there, and and 
uh, how did you all carry it forward? Because obviously you survived that tragedy, but uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about that because I think we all face that and we, we all don't know what to do in the moment, but somehow you, you recover. You can, uh, it basically the main thing is you can make it through. Uh, yeah. it, there's a couple things. One is, especially in work, and this is kind of sad, but it, it's true. Everyone in a business, uh, for the, really is replaceable, and I'm, I don't mean that in, in a mean way because Laura was a, a true great person. I mean, spirit and everything from that. She comes like the, she was the mama mm-hmm. of that office, so there's no replacing Laura. But in terms of the position, you can find ways to, you know, replace those duties. So we freelanced out our payroll. That wasn't done in house anymore. Uh, in terms of the in terms of the finances. I, I did. I went to CPCC and you know got you know took accounting classes so I could read a balance you know <laughs> right a, that's a brilliant balance sheet without a doubt I mean just so I knew I was talking about uh, and working a budget you know and, and, and things like that those were good skills that I needed anyway I'm glad I had them that I maybe never would have had you know uh, from that standpoint it taught me a lot in terms of being a business owner or small business owner from that standpoint to to look at something without you know. This is this is Chinese as right. opposed to going. Look, this is this is what it is. This is where you need to improve. This is where you're doing well, and to be able to report it to a board, uh, those were really good skills that you could learn. So learning that really helped us out. But you get through it. I mean, the bottom line is things look. There's lots of times things just look horrible without a doubt. Yep. Uh, from a business perspective, and you're like, well, how are we going to get through this? You should know that you're always going to get through it, especially if you believe in your product. Uh, you believe in your people, um, and you give them the freedom to, to to be able to do what they're what they're supposed to do and what they, what they what their strengths are doing. That's kind of my philosophy. And it's funny, somebody sent something to me the other day. We we hired someone and said, you know, I really like what you do in terms of your your philosophy is that you don't get involved too much in you know over micromanaging and such. So I just like to hire the the best people that we possibly can who are going to fit fit in very well with our our team. And just let them do what they're going to do, and I'm, as long as the end result is, you know, we're making our goals, you know, for sales. Sure. The magazine's looking good; it's going out on time, and you know, and we're getting really good feedback from our audience. I'm happy, mm-hmm. you know. I don't care how you get it done. So and that's kind of what I Love learned that. from those kind of things. And I, I assume you have the luxury of talking with tons of business leaders and owners, and you probably absorb their challenges and and get to learn from them as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, doing this this long has been really. It's been a privilege to talk to a lot of what we call movers and shakers in the state. So it's you know anyone that's like you know it's a C level executive uh, at a bank or a major economic developer uh, in North Carolina in a rural part of the state who's you know uh, trying to land a, a company to come there. Um, and so, you know, the great thing is, is telling those stories, listening to them and telling those stories about, you know, what, as I mentioned earlier, what makes this state so great? It's that it's so diverse and it's so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're so fortunate to be in an area that is beautiful. You know, you know, one of the biggest things we have that would lure people coming here is our travel and tourism industry. You know, people come here to visit and want, they want they don't want to leave because we've got great. We got sometimes it stinks, but blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like all right, time to go. Uh, you know, you know, one of the, the a great story about that is when we did have the Great Recession, 
if you all recall, our unemployment rate here in North Carolina was like the highest in the nation. And the main reason that was was because the people that got laid off here didn't leave mm-hmm. to go look for work. They wanted to stay and just wait till the economy got better. And then we had people pouring in here looking for jobs. And so that was really an indicator of how what a great place this is, although it looked yeah. terrible, you know, on, on the National Register. For sure. So I want to a quote that your uh, father had on his website says business news doesn't have to be boring. And I love that. And I want to ask you, what does that mean to you? And do you kind of read that quote or think about that quote a lot when you're doing your reporting, when you're reading stories that maybe your team is bringing you before you publish them? How does that quote really drive how you guys produce this content on a daily basis? Well, that's that's our philosophy, isn't it? Um, essentially, uh, we believe that in the past, and I think with people, the perception of business news, especially in newspapers and such, was it was reporting facts and figures, stock, you know, stock information, a lot of things that if you weren't really into it, it didn't make any sense to you and it wasn't interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from our standpoint and what Dad's standpoint was, he was not a businessman. He was a he was a journalist, you know, before he became the publisher or uh, an editor at Business North Carolina. He was an editor for the Miami Herald editing in the in the 80s, you know, editing stories on, you know, drug cartels and <laughs> riots and it's a crazy stuff. That was you know. wild. Yeah, South, I bet that was wild. <laughs> uh, let me just say, as an aside, growing up in South Florida in the uh, early 80s was, uh, was an experience, uh, especially when your dad was some crazy old hippie wearing a uh, Hawaiian shirt at the Miami Herald. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was nuts. Uh, but um, that being said, he, he, you know, he came from it from a different background. He was a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And so he brought that philosophy to the magazine when he did, saying, look, you know, this is great to write about, and we're going to include that information that people that want to know about business news want to know about. Mm-hmm. You know, how'd they start their business? Where'd they get their seed money from? Uh, you know, what's, what's their profit margin? But tell it around a story. Let's talk about this individual's personality. Let's talk to this person's friends. Let's talk to the people that aren't really friendly as well to get a full balanced idea of what this you know profile would be. And it's kind of interesting. I, I talked to a buddy of mine who's uh, um, I went to high school with, and we did a story on him. Very successful entrepreneur here in Charlotte. And uh, I hadn't seen him in a while. I came back to Charlotte, and I said, hey, man, you know, how you doing and stuff like that? And, and you know, I work for BNC. And he goes, oh, I know your magazine. And he said, it's funny because your dad came out and, and his people and said, we're going to do this profile of you. And he goes, every profile that had been done of me was eh, pretty pretty nice. You know what I mean? It was nice and soft and not too hard edge. He goes, you're, you're, you guys really delved into me. And he goes, and at first, when I first read it, I was kind of pissed, you know, because he's like, well, it, he goes, but then the more I read it and the more I got feedback from it, I realized I do have a little bit of an ego. Uh-huh. And, it, and it points out in Might the story. Might have helped me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it points out the story that it, that it did. And he goes, you guys did your homework. And in retrospect, I think it's the best piece that's ever been written about me. And wow. so that's kind of how we, we do it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 kind of putting a mirror up to those folks and to businesses and such. You know, if if a if a new industry is coming in, and we've 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 had, we've covered so many ribbon cuttings and so many companies coming into the state that have um, you know they come in there. We're going to bring eight hundred gazillion jobs to this area and bring in this much to the economy. Right when they're you know putting those shovels in the dirt, 
you know, we we basically we also talk about well, this industry may not be doing so well, and it's right. a gamble. Sure. And we've had a couple companies, Dell and the Triad. You know, they they came in heralding, and we're I don't see them there anymore as well. Right. But that happens, and so you have to kind of report on that. And some of our folks in you know in the economic development world sometimes get a little upset with us because they're like, well. You know, this is bringing this many jobs. We're like, yeah, but you, we got to be cautious about it. You know, you can't say you can't overpromise. We can't overpromise as the magazine. You know, from that standpoint. So it's 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 a tricky it's a tricky thing. But overall, it's got to be a good read. It's got to be a good story. It's got to be entertaining. And frankly, everybody's um, everybody's every person has a business story. You know, every business has a story. It's 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 interesting. You know, you can you can write about anything because everybody has a job. Uh, everybody, uh, the, the economy is always ever ever growing and stuff like that. There's all these different aspects that can you can write about, and that's what Dad's philosophy was on it. Yeah, I guess Chiquita Banana was another one, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh man, <laughs> I totally forgot. They weren't about here them. long. God, no, that logo <laughs> went up there yeah, pretty not, quick. Not, not they to call them out, but they yeah. um, were here for like yeah, that stuff like happens, a year, right? Or, and know, it's it was... good to be aware of it and understand how have you seen your industry evolve? Oh I mean, man, with the internet and everything, you've touched on a little bit. Oh wow, um, <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, it changed definitely. It, it changes so quickly. Um, so from our standpoint, and, and you know, our revenue comes from advertising, the majority of it does. And, you know, in the past, 95% of our revenue came from advertising in the print magazine, right? You know, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very important. So you lived and died by how many pages you sold each month. Um, you know, that really changed with, you know, you know um, digital came on board. We tried to get our hands around how do you, how do you charge for that? How does your audience, you know, does our audience engage in that? Um, podcast became a big part of it. For us, events became a big part of it as well. You know, we've got a statewide brand. How do we how do we change what Business North Carolina is from a magazine to a brand? Mm-hmm. And so we made a conscious effort to do that really over the past 15 years. Um, so we do have statewide events. We have um, uh, our digital uh, our digital email newsletter probably is the biggest thing, the biggest success story that we have next to the magazine. So we do something every day called the Daily Digest, mm-hmm. um, every weekday, excuse me. Uh, we have four editors and myself that do an intro. Each one's a different one. Each each one has, each day has a different personality. So David Milneberg, who's our um, our, our main editor, um, he comes out and we, we say he brings you the, the vegetables each day of your business news. He really gets into, here's what you need to know. It's long, meaty. Right. You know, you get out of that thing, your mind is full. Right? <laughs> right. Um, and so, and then we also have another a senior editor, Dan Barkin. He's, he's old. He used to be run the business news at the News and Observer. Mm-hmm. And this guy loves the defense industry. And he writes all about military business and, and, and things like that. And kind of the rural portion of the state. People love it, but it's very different. Uh, I do mine on Friday. I don't write about business very much because it's Friday and I'm about over it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I write about. Yeah. I write about. We get it. Yeah, yeah. That's so, why we record on Friday. That's right, what I mean? man. Exactly. Yeah. So I write about <clears throat> wrestling. <laughs> I'll put clips on, you know, like old clips of Dusty Rhodes, American Dream, and. Uh, 
I always do a Friday what you should be listening to for your weekend listening pleasure, and I'll play some old blues, and I'll play some new stuff. And So I do a clip of new stuff. I'm doing Christmas right now. Um, so it's just totally offbeat. And then we always have at the very end of it the, the top business stories from around the state that someone aggregates for us. Um, we have a great response for that to the point where people are coming to us going, I love that Daily Digest. It's one of my favorite email newsletters I read. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 it gets me started. Sure. So, and the revenue that we you know we sell sponsorships on that that's really done a lot better. So, over the years from our businesses, just like the state, you can't have it from just one, you know, mm-hmm. one place. It has to come from many different places. So, if one falters, then the other one can step up. I will say this though, uh, there still is a place for print. Uh, niche is what we call niche niche industries. Uh, something that we have, no one else does business news on North Carolina. Uh, you know the business journals do, but not the, t- t- the state as a whole. Mm-hmm. So because we kind of have that nice niche, and we put in a very you know our design and the, 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 and the, is is very nice. It's a very uh, it, it's a very business and very professional looking publication, uh, organized extremely well. Because we know who our readers are, they ain't got much time, right? Right. You know, they want to get, <laughs> tell me what's up. If no, they're but, business owners, very, yeah, very yeah, little, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So. so we recognize that as well. South Park is exactly the same way. This is a classy magazine full of fashion, photography. Uh, you know, here's some things to do this weekend, but also we're going to focus on this philanthropy um, uh, story. You know, it's really important to, to folks. Uh, but it's done just in a very nice way, design where you're picking up, going, oh, this is nice. It's something that. People want to have on their coffee tables, either mm-hmm. at their offices or in their their living room and stuff like that, that they can feel proud of. So we kind of fill that little niche, and there's still a place for that uh, as well. You know, when people say all oh, magazines are dead, I would say, well, which magazines are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about something like Newsweek or Time? Okay, I can buy into that. You know, right. because it, you can find that news anywhere, and you know, on a weekly basis, if you're waiting for. <laughs> There's war. Oh my gosh! Right, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, but, but uh, from pandemic, our, yeah, pandemic. <laughs> said, oh my gosh! <laughs> Read about it last week. Uh, that that's different than you know something. Whereas, hey man, I'm living in uh, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, and I want to hear about this guy in Charlotte. Well, you can wait on a week, uh, a month to hear about that. But when you read about, it, hey, that might be a good lead for me next mm-hmm. time I send my sales team to Charlotte. Something like that. That's that's kind of the how, how the industry really has changed. So, cool. yeah, I want to mention, so I'm, I'm 39 years old and I, I talk to a lot of people that are, are my age and, and I was a junior in high school or excuse me, junior in college when Facebook came out. Mm-hmm. Right. And when Facebook came out, it was the coolest thing for everybody our age. Our parents went on there. Teachers went on there. My coach wasn't on there. I mean, we could do whatever we, we could throw a Georgia Southern men's soccer kegger and have an event and nobody would know about it. Just people in college. Well, now fast forward many years later social media and all these other things. I have a lot of friends that have completely given up on social media, whether it would help their business or not, whether it would help their own personal brand, because it's depressing, right? You can go online and all the news is just negative and people complaining and this and that, but it's also evolved on how news is is covered, right? I have a lot of people that say, I don't want to watch news on TV. It's just depressing. I hear that all the time. And I don't necessarily think it's depressing. I think it's just the reality is now there are more people that are putting news, whether you want to call it news or not, let's just say content, out into the world. It's not that the world's a worse place. It's just now it's being publicized more. It's it's if something does something wrong, somebody's taking a video of it and now that's going viral. So it's not necessarily that our world is crazy and, and outdated or, 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 or people are all psychos like they weren't in the 80s or 90s. They were. 
It just wasn't <laughs> out there. Right. But you have a lot of people that are really trying to pull back from that. Right. And what I mean, and, and this is where I'm getting to the question here. You guys seem to have created, whether it's good or bad, but content that people like to absorb, they like to get it in their inbox. They like to read the physical, you know, copy. How do you compete against all of the other people that think they're journalists when they're really not, but also creating something that is so unique and different? That's it's to me, it's like a breath of fresh air. Tell us about that. Like, how do you guys challenge yourselves to continue to be that breath of fresh air? So people are excited to read it when there's a world just of, of negativity and craziness. Well, first, I, I, and this is kind of my philosophy on social media as well. Not only is it all like the bad news and people complaining and stuff like that, it's extremes because yes. not only is it uh, this is terrible. What a day. I blah, blah. I'm putting like, so you say, oh, gosh, you're really emptying your heart out to this audience here. Okay. But then on the flip side of it, it's also, here I am in, you know, <laughs> in, in the Caribbean with my you know, beautiful family and, all, you know, and then, oh, here we are drinking at so and so. And you're kind of, God, there's no middle ground here. Oh, yeah. so higher low. It's higher so low. You know what I mean? So there's like, true. no, like, hey, I just had a good day and, you know, my eggs didn't look that great. <laughs> you know? And there's just tons of that. You know, a just, trip to my yeah. walk into oh, the office. Oh, hey, I burned toast today, yeah. right? You don't get that. <laughs> that um, but it's, 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 it's so. There's no middle ground in it. It's just it's so extreme. And I mean, if you if you if you go from one to the other, and you're on social media so much, man, you're just you're you're tired by the time you get off of it. <laughs> from our standpoint, we've been fortunate because the brand South Park brands over 20 years as well, and so we've been very fortunate along with PNC that people kind of know it, they trust it, they know what they're going to get, you know, just yeah. just by seeing that logo. Um, but it, from our standpoint, what's interesting is. Um, we we kind of go to each 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 um, medium that fits with the brand. So for South Park, it's Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't do much Facebook or anything like that. No LinkedIn. You know, no Twitter. Uh, we go with the brand. So uh, it and it's been very successful that way. We're very interactive with our Instagram followers and such. Mm -hmm. And so we can kind of how do we get the content that's that's in the print. Uh, out out there, the people that don't want print, Instagram's the way to do that. Behind the scenes of our fashion shoot. Or we do something called Mingle at an event where we have like a pop-up boutique, you know, shopping experience that we promote through through Instagram. And it really works because, you know, I, we have folks that come to these events and they're like, oh my gosh, we just, we, we're such big South Park fans. You know, we, we wanted to come. You, we, you, told, you told us you were going to be here and here we are. And that really strikes, that, that hits you in the heart a little bit. Because, oh, my gosh, thanks for following us. You know, you don't realize that when you're kind of just putting it out there and, sure. and it, you know, beforehand. For BNC, um, it's X or what was Twitter uh, a bit. Um, it is, um, uh, it is uh, LinkedIn. Um, Facebook, you're right, a little bit, maybe, maybe not and such like that. That's kind of the, Facebook's where I like to keep up with my relatives, Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like okay, everybody's doing good cooking yeah. out, uh, right. but 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 it's still it you know. But we, you use them for for what they are now. I, and I'm I'm remiss in saying this is that you know I'm also publisher of the uh, NC Tribune, which we got into the uh, statewide political realm. Oh boy, uh, two years ago, and so that is an uh, uh, is a uh, subscriber only, uh, really insiders nitty gritty of state. Politics. We don't get into that national stuff 
It, believe me, there is a place for that, and they can have it. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the actual state, in the terms of things that actually really make a difference in our lives, uh, from businesses and all that kind of stuff, is you know that kind of local regional politics. I wish people paid more attention to it. Me so too. we have a guy, um, Ray Gronberg, who is just a seasoned uh, editor who basically just covers that beat daily, puts something out daily. And we have a really loyal following from that. But it's inside baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I must say that a lot of folks uh, really enjoy it that don't, um, you know, we, once again, it's that BNC philosophy where make it interesting, make it entertaining, uh, and make it applicable or palatable to people that, you know, hey, I know what they're talking about here. This is why it affects me. And we, have, we do that with a more of a business thing. But that is, that's a, a Twitter is another venue for that. And once again, um, uh, LinkedIn is a big time for us. The other ones, we don't really mess with Instagram for the for the business publications. Yeah. You know? So we kind of just pick and choose what works for us in, in terms of getting the getting the information out. And always, it's going to be content. You know what I mean? We don't change. Sure. I, I, my philosophy is if you have great content, you can find ways to get it out to those folks. You don't have to base it around, this is this great Instagram content or is this great so-and-so content? It's all great content. You just need to find the venue that fits. Well, who's your audience? That's exactly Where right. are they? Yeah. You know? And I guess things are so data-driven now, it's pretty easy to determine. Yeah, um, yeah. Those, and, and that's from the— From your perspective. Well, that's the whole AI aspect of thing and, and you know, writing for search engine optimization is—that is, is it drives me crazy because that means you're writing— very boring things, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> sure. So it kind of goes against the philosophy a little bit in terms of, well, if you're writing for search engine optimization, you're not writing to the best of your ability. It's not as engaging. Sure. And so we tackle that all the time, but I'm gonna, I'm still going to this. If it's interesting and it's good, people will gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I'm going to ask you this question. I always ask everybody this question. And I don't even know if you have one answer. How do people follow all these publications? How do they get in contact with you? Um, if there's somebody that wants to be, you know, in the magazine, somebody that wants to be on the podcast, or if they just want to be a subscriber, if they want to get the Daily Digest, they want to subscribe to South Park Magazine. What's the best way for everybody to follow all these amazing, I guess, trails of news that you've created? Yeah, for for both, for all our publications. Uh, so for Business North Carolina, it's uh, businessnc.com. And... The website itself is a platform for everything that we have. So we have all our multimedia stuff. We have our podcast on there. Uh, we have our uh, all of our social media accounts. Uh, we have our um, uh, YouTube channel, uh, which is where we do videos of roundtables of uh, uh, basically experts discussing everything from travel and tourism to manufacturing. Uh, we have our events on there. So it's anything you want. Subscribe to the Daily Digest. Any, anything you want is on there. Same with South Park at southparkmagazine.com. Uh, and you can find ways to get in touch with us, um, ways to subscribe to our weekly newsletter for South Park as well, which is on Fridays. And it's just kind of a here's what's happening this week, you know, um, that, that we have a, a great editor, um, Sharon Smith, that does that. And I will also give a shout-out to our editor, Kathy Martin, who is the editor for South Park who was the editor for, um, uh, she worked for a BNC and she moved over to South Park. She was trained under my father. <laughs> uh, and so she's, she's the best there is in terms of that for sure. So she loves it, very passionate about it. Um, but anyway, though, you can get to, uh, and you can, the Tribune subscription for the businessnc.com is there as well. 
So you mentioned you you have kid is it kids plural? Do you have multiple kids? Two boys. Two boys. Yeah. Are they are they following in dad's footsteps? Are they going to be in the publication world? No way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have uh, two sons. Uh, one uh, um, is a senior at App State, and the other is. Um, Doing a with the community colleges uh, uh, with um, Caldwell Community College Bridge Program to get in that state App State, so they both live up in Boone, um, and uh, they're doing their own thing. Uh, they've they've done odd jobs for us and worked. As a matter of fact, my youngest is going to come here and he's going to be delivering South Parks over the Christmas holiday. There we go uh, for a little extra money, uh, but they are they're doing their own thing, and we are very happy, you know, for them to be doing that as well. That's awesome. I have two boys, five and three. Get ready. They, get ready. <laughs> get now, ready. I wanted you to tell me it gets easier. Uh, get ready. Listen, listen, I barely made it through this morning. Look, quick, quick story, <laughs> man. Quick story. So I went uh, last week, uh, I went to go see, I'm a big music fan, so I went to go see Billy Strings in Greensboro. Oh, man. Love Billy Strings. Billy's great. Uh, so uh, my kids uh, love him too. So we met met up with them, me and my brother-in-law, and I met up with them in Greensboro uh, for that night, and and they're fraternity brothers, and I'm still tired. <laughs> a long pre post game, it was fun, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're at the age now where they're enjoying life, and and, and they it, can it, handle it they a can handle a lot better than I can. Oh, sure. man. Yeah, I woke up the next morning, shaved my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I've never heard anybody say that before. But that is hilarious. Oh, Ben, this has been great, man. Thank you yeah, um, so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your story. You should be very proud of yourself for for being thrown into the fire. I'm sure your father is very proud of you of what you've been able to do, where you've taken the organization. And ultimately, when you you jumped into the fire and you acted like you didn't know anything, you challenged yourself to do it. And if you thought, you know, 20 years ago, this is what news is going to be like in 2023, I don't think anybody would have even tried to sign up for it because you would have been like, how am I ever going to be ahead of it? How am I going to be able to compete? How am I going to be able to do anything? And you've taken all of those challenges and made amazing brands along the way that, you know, do a lot to promote businesses, but as a consumer, do a lot to tell the real story. And I think that's the most important thing. And as somebody that that you're buying, selling, you're in that world, you know, for us, relationships are the most important thing. But the bottom line is, is our motto is just to, to do good, right? Like right. It, it doesn't matter what happens, just do the right thing. And if you do the right thing, you can go to bed at night, you'll help your community, you'll help everybody else. So good for you, man. I, I, uh, I'm i proud of you for what you've been able to do. And I can't wait to be a subscriber. Yeah. I am a subscriber on the Daily Digest. I do get that. Awesome. 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 Well, yeah, that's that's. But I don't have the magazine. Yeah, it's the key, man. Just enjoy the ride, you know? Love it. Absolutely. Thank you, Ben. Fantastic. Until next time, uh, like we always say, please like, share, comment, go follow them on uh, on social media. Definitely go follow South Park Magazine on Instagram. It's awesome. Uh, And then uh, from there, man, just continue to follow the stories and and look forward to it. Until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.